so Jorno's one moral code. It's not like well, the moral code implies like a book with lots of rules in it. He just has one moral. Jorno's <laughs> <laughs> and his moral. one moral is don't sell drugs to kids. That is his one moral. <laughs> it's like literally anything else on the table. Yeah, selling drugs to kids, you're a monster who deserves to die. It's true. And to me, this <laughs> is true. it's like, a line. Pet peeve. <laughs> The kind of pet peeve that makes you take down the mafia. Yeah. Well, so to me, this is the like, I'm not going to use plastic straws of like societal commentary where I'm just like, you're not actually systemically addressing the problem in any way. But if it makes you feel good. Yep. Great. Like, fine. Like, go for it. Really? You're not helping. Yeah. But like, and the people who can fix the problem are over there laughing at you because <laughs> you think that stopping using a straw will save the environment, save the environment yeah. when any one of these 10 corporations that are actually ruining the environment could save it at any time. Yeah. yeah, no, basically once I read the thing about how the like super shipping container ships, the scale that they're operating at, were like generously 16 of them operating put out as much pollution as every car in the world for a year. And uh, there are 58,000 of those operating right now. Yeah. So if you've learned one thing listening to this podcast today, (laughs) the straw ban is completely useless. It is a way to make people feel good without doing anything. And a way to make people think that it's their fault. For the environment. So that they don't have to protest these horrible corporations that are actually ruining the environment. Also sell drugs to whoever you want. (laughs) (laughs) Our moral is. (laughs) No, I just, I'm like, that's not, you know, come on. Like, but sure, fine. Also, don't sell drugs to kids. Yeah, probably Great. don't. You know, if you, you don't, don't want to use a straw, don't, don't use a straw. I'm yeah, not going to try and stop you. But I'm not going to force gonna, one in your I'm mouth. Yeah. Slap the lack of straw out of your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I work with kids, and like, I will have like ten year olds talking to me about not using straws, and I will try to explain this to them. Yeah, and right. It's like for some reason, this is my in fact my Jorno pet oh, no, totally. it, it drives me. Absolutely not. Well, because it's that thing where it's like, like it is oh, yeah, it is a systemic problem. It's going to take systemic solutions. Your individual actions. I hate like this is a very un-American thing, but you as an individual can't fix shit. Well, like right. sorry. That's not how that works. Yeah. Um, um you can't just like change all the light bulbs in your house and then relax. Also, like, it's always the people who are like like very suddenly concerned, like, oh wow, but I figured out like if I just stop using straws, I'm like, no. If I just walk perfectly, I'll never yeah. die. Yeah. No, that's not that's not the case. But fortunately, Jorno's one moral means that we have an anime. Right. <laughs> because if he Thank didn't God. care, then I guess no one would try to like take down this mafia from and the And you inside. would be listening to us talk about a single chapter of George Joe Star today. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Darius Kazemi. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And I'm Courtney Stanton. And today we're going to talk to you about... Women. Women. Are they tools? Are they food? Are they food? Well, it's one of the two. (laughs) Let's find out. (laughs) The only things that your options are for women. We have an opening, finally. All right, let's have a debate. Okay. The rules are... I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) Defend it. Okay, this is what I think of this OP. The OP is called Fighting Gold. Yes. It's a collaboration between the people who did the Neon Genesis Evangelion opening, which is obviously famous and amazing, um, and the vocalist from the Battle Tendency opening, which is obviously amazing. Coda. Yes. And therefore, based on that collaboration, the song should be way better. Okay. Yes. I, I, yes. So basically, when I first watched this, I was disappointed by it because of that collaboration. But the more I watch it, the more I like it. And especially watching it after having watched the whole season, I think it's like even better than I remember it being. 
I also really like the visuals. And I know that like that's a matter of taste and you may not agree with me, but I like them a lot. Um, I like it. And I like it way better than like, <sighs> if I had to rank it, I would say sure. Diamond is Unbreakable, final OP at the top. Mm-hmm. Then Great Days. Great Days. Then probably Bloody Stream. Yeah. Then I might put this one really third. wow but if i didn't i would put the one that everyone hates from diamond is unbreakable Chase. third Chase. yeah okay. so like because i didn't like crazy noisy bizarre town so i'm already like an outlier there yeah the other ventorio op which we'll get to when we get to it is like it's fine but it it's not like it doesn't have iconic potential in the way that a lot of jojo's ops do so i agree that the song is not amazing although you liked it it gets in my head i like it it gets in my head though i just was disappointed Um, by it initially because it wasn't as good as it should have been. yeah exactly and i feel like that sums up the season the problem (laughs) yeah the fair the problem for me is that there's just not a lot of detail or things going on in the opening credits visually like like I like the really dense reference filled opening right. credits. Like Chase, for example, yeah. is like full of like you can you can freeze frame every yeah. frame and like find six cool things. Yeah. And that's like not the direction that they went with no. for this OP at all. No. Um so I was just like I remember when they released the previews of the OP like months before it actually came out like the animation tests or whatever and I mm-hmm. was like oh this is really rough I wonder where they'll take it and it's actually like they didn't take it that far yeah. past the animation tests and I understand what's going on there it's like you know there Bruno has the zippers in the background and like uh you know it's all about like kind of like introducing these characters to you but I don't know it doesn't it just doesn't I mean for me I rank it near the bottom i mean there are easter eggs in there that i'm not going to get into because of spoilers but but you know it's just yeah. like it just doesn't have the visual density yeah no that no, no, I no like totally yeah it's opening. not dense yeah this is my least favorite opening i feel like it is leaning extremely heavily on style to try and make up for the lack of substance because it's just when you like look at the frame there is just not that much in it i just really like the style i like the style a lot too which is why i'm like for a long time i was like well it's fine but i'm just like it doesn't communicate that much and what it is communicating is the kind of thing that I think could be captured in like an animated gif <laughs> you know like for each of you know I feel like it was like the, like I agree with Darius where it's like they did the animation tests and they were like this is good we're fine here like it just yeah. doesn't see and like when I look at the backgrounds and stuff like I understand they're trying to abstract and sort of like artify the different powers for their different stands but like that's it they just keep doing that for like the whole thing and part of it may be that some of the stands suck. In the second OP, there's like at the end where it says like, yeah, Jojo. Yes. I yeah, wanted those. that aesthetic for the entire yes. opening. That, I completely agree. Like those four, like the three or yeah. four very quick, like Jojo's Bizarre yeah. Adventure. Yeah. With the tiles. flowers yeah. and the, yeah. I was like, that's like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. And that's also like how I think of Ventorio in my head in terms of the aesthetic. Right. Yeah. So that's part of it. It's like they picked a very strong visual style. I think the opening very much represents the, the show that it's in front of, which is that it's like, it's a very strong style and they just don't quite stick the landing in a lot of ways. Yeah. And that's like, you know, I would rather that than have it just be mediocre and successful. So it's like, I can see them trying a lot of different stuff and it's cool and I appreciate it. Part of it is like, it is, this show is always going to like, 
ask me in three years when I just like watch it on its own and I haven't just watched Diamond is Unbreakable. Right. And I might have a, a more flattering opinion. I mean, Dim- Diamond is Unbreakable is just so much tighter than Midoriya as a whole. I mean, it's more, t- it's tight. It's the best season of the JoJo's anime. Like, yes. So like, for sure. it's, it's un like, it's unfair for me to be like, well, it's not as good as the best thing they made, you yeah. know? So it's like, I get it. But as an opening, I just, I really like it when it's telling me sort of the story or like, like you said, like the Easter eggs, but I like, I need the Easter eggs to be more obvious than yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, I'd like it to be more colorful, but yeah, I mean, I basically like, I really liked it on this watching more than I had when it was airing. Okay. Whereas um, I like, I feel the opposite way. Whereas I was watching it and I was like, there's just not much there, there. And I'm not that into it. Mm. Yeah. No. Well, anyway. I'm not used to not liking things about the show. Mm. So we learn about Baby Jornal. We do. We get a lot of. So this season, the way that they handled the backstory delivery, which I kind of appreciate, is it's just like it in the manga where all of a sudden there's a narrator who's just telling you shit. But it's also not like in the manga in that most of the backstory in the manga is not right when you meet the character. That's true. So yeah. they push a lot of backstory forward and it works really really well and also they show you a lot more backstory yeah. than yes. they do in the manga in the manga like any of this backstory is like it's basically like written in like three panels of of yeah. narrator text that's what i was just gonna say where it's like you get like th- a visual it's like here's what they looked like as a kid yeah. here's all the sad shit that happened to them and now here they are eating a meal in the cafe yeah you know? whereas, and, uh, whereas this really takes its time with the backstory i do want to back up a little bit and just say like well when the backstory is introduced you know, with that line about Dio and and women being tools yeah. or food, like there's the great Iraqi painting of Giorno in front of the graffiti, yes. yeah, which is really good. Yeah, and uh, and then we get we get another you know Dio sexy back. Yeah, that's so. the only picture of him that has survived. Well, it's how history remembers him. <laughs> I mean, fair. I mean, if you wanted to be remembered by history, that would be one great way to. It could be worse. It could honestly, be, yeah. it's true. Also, when you think of all the shit that Dio's pulled. Right, exactly. He could be remembered as a mass murderer, but instead no. he's remembered as a guy with a really sexy yeah. back. Yeah. So. Also, like I guess that angle does get the point across real fast that he stole Jonathan's body. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's not like a selfie with duck lips is going to necessarily show you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, unless he's like pulling his collar yeah. down. He's like, check it out. Yeah. So we have Jorno's shitty mom. Jorno's mom sucks. She marries a dad who sucks. So Jorno gets to have like Jorno has the most shitty dads of anybody. He has three bad parents. Yeah. Two bad dads and one bad mom. Yeah. And I mean, arguably, Jonathan is a bad dad for letting Dio take his head. Exactly. Body I blame Jonathan for all of this, yeah. frankly. Three and a half. I mean, bad da- Jonathan bad was a dumbass, and that. That and the extent to which his dumbassness has has ruined the lives of so many people. <laughs> Two and a half bad men. <laughs> That's Jorno's uh, childhood. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's unfortunate. Poor shaking like a cold little dog, baby Jorno oh, in his, his crib. crib because just... he he's crying won't do anything, so he just trembles, mm. and then he becomes like hypervigilant like because he gets beaten by his stepfather. So he becomes like really creepy and like constantly aware of everyone's moods. That classic PTSD shakes plus hypervigilance. It's yep. so real. I'm yep. sorry, but the first time I read this, I was like, oh, wow. No, that's yep. actually what happens. Yes. That's what I'm in therapy for. Jorno's, Incredible. Jorno's definitely the most traumatized of all the uh, JoJo's, at least at the beginning of yes. their arc. Yes. Yeah. No, he's like, and so that's where it's like, I feel like that carries a lot of water for like why he's very low affect. 
Yes, so much that's why I love him so much. But it's also hard to remember that when it's just sort of like it's, you know. Unless you're me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But it's like, you know, like with all good art, it's yeah. like you bring something to the yeah. work and the work yeah. gives you something to connect to. And so it's just like, if that resonates with you, I totally, like, again, I totally yeah. understand. I think that the way Jorno acts feels very real to me. I think that like, there are things about like my childhood yeah. that I see really reflected in kind of weird, wacky things that he does that just track really well to me. Like when I was a kid and even now sometimes like people will like have an idea and everyone's like, oh yeah, let's do this idea. And then I'll like immediately like be really serious about ratching it up like way more than everyone else <laughs> wants to. And then everyone will look at me like I'm crazy and I'm like, what? And then I'll feel really dumb because I'm like, why did, why am I taking this so much more seriously than everyone else? And like, I totally missed the cue where we were like not doing that. Um, and like I have, <laughs> so like when that scene happened in the I was like, oh man, Jorno, I oh, feel nice. you. Yep. Like that is so real. <laughs> like you're just not, you're just like, I'm in, I'm doing this. And, and like, People are I either coming do, with you or yeah, not. exactly. So, so he had this this these bad dads, super traumatized, and then he comes across. Oh, he gets bullied by the other kids, yeah, all the, tiny the, men. Yeah, they all look like aging. One seriously has male pattern baldness. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly children in JoJo. <laughs> Start with those three, okay? Like it's yeah, but yeah. So he's he's having a not great time. He's so cute as a baby, though. And yeah, then and, you know, and then he comes across a mobster dying in an alley and goes, "I identify with this because he seems hashtag, really lonely and sad and dying." Hashtag relatable. Yeah, yeah. it's like, well, you know, I'm dying on the inside. Yeah. He's dying on the outside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he saves his life by misdirecting the guys who are trying yeah. to kill him and then walking the fuck away, which is honestly like safe. But Good. his like uh, his until then latent gold experience he covers the guy with grass yeah. so that right. they can't see him. And then the mobster weirdly honorably tracks him down and then decides to make his whole life easy. Look, if there's one thing that I've learned from JoJo's is that lots of mobsters are honorable. Um, yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, he's, he actually looks a little bit like Speedwagon. He's got the mullet. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was he does look kind of like a weird throwback with that mullet. Yeah. But I guess it was the 80s. It was the 80s. Yeah. So he's drawn in a, in the appropriate, uh, it was the like late, late yeah. 80s. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So maybe 91. he's a little behind. Um, people this is the thing about you can't just be like oh the 90s were this fashion it's like the 90s had a few years of the 80s still I know that Jorno was born almost exactly two years before me there you go I gotta say if a gangster had come into my life when I was in like fifth grade and made me extremely popular and got me free food I would also be like man I am joining the mafia like (laughs) that would that would totally make sense to me yeah well also you were saying earlier today something extremely insightful and true which is that like it really seems like a rocky has more of an understanding of why children join gangs and other organized crime or like yeah oh absolutely then like the entirety of u.s policy yeah Yeah. no it's like maybe all policy ever yeah (laughs) yeah no that is why like they feel like they have a family and a home and they're being respected and i'm like yeah that again i would also join there's a code of honor it's not just he's he's not like being subject to someone's whims and moods like that's yeah. like literally the contrast is and like people this person, treat you yeah. with respect and it's like yeah. yeah no that like i i i'm not kidding i'm like if yeah, i was no. raised in that environment i would absolutely be like well this seems like a good deal because honestly compared to what else is available yeah. and he gets free ice cream and he gets little smiles i cannot yeah. ha- like i, I cannot that. exaggerate enough like Maybe what I, I would do for free ice yeah. cream. i just <laughs> i just i'm just imagining like giorno walking around and every single person who's being nice to him has like a gun to the back of his <laughs> 
<laughs> like just some shadowy figure is just like, uh-huh. They're like, yeah, I definitely wanted to give you that ice cream. That's fine. <laughs> That's true. Jorno's uh, wearing little cargo pants. Also, and then we get to see his uh That's the most up. accurate fashion yeah. in this yes, whole thing, agreed. to be honest. Uh, and then we get to see Jorno grow up. Uh, and as soon as his mullet really starts to get out of hand, Dio reaches him from beyond the Through grave genetics. and is like, no, no son of mine will have a shitty mullet like, and I'm makes his mullet this. amazing. He's like, I'm going to give you the skills to French braid it yourself yeah. and you're going to learn how to do victory rolls on your forehead for mm-hmm. some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's yep. great. I love that when the flashback to his childhood is over, it smash cuts back to Bruno finishing licking his, licking face. his face. Yeah, because if they didn't show us that scene twice, what is... We right. forget yeah. it happened. Yeah. You know? they, also, they also show us a second time the part where he's got his... He's like leaning up on the subway um, railing and then he just kind of like casually moves his hand down and smacks him yes. uh, 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 in the face. Bruno like, is hot. Yeah, this is so hot. Like this it's is so Bruno, good. Bruno is so fucking hot, you guys. Like this is this <laughs> entire season of JoJo's is just be gay, do crimes. Yeah. And well, like yeah. for a while, I'm honestly disappointed at the lack of crimes because like it, at the beginning, everyone is like kind of dangerous and sinister and it's great because it is like the apotheosis of like villains are coded as gay people. And so it's just like, these like queer ass dudes harassing each other yeah. is like, yeah. it's perfect. I it's do. so good. At, like the beginning, I get frustrated with this season because it never becomes the thing I want it to be, which is just Jorno, like mission by mission, working his way through the ranks and then like taking down the boss, which is probably a boring season, but it's the one I want. So, <laughs> uh, and we're going to talk a lot about specifically these two movies probably, but there's a, there's some The Godfather in this, but there's actually, I think, way more Goodfellas yeah, in yeah. part five. Uh, and and this whole fight with Bruno, uh, like, I mean, not the whole thing. There's not, no one in Goodfellas uh, z- opens a zipper in someone and hides inside him. But Would have been a better movie. <laughs> Would have been, but yeah. But like a lot of the attitude. Yes. The attitude is very yeah. Goodfellas. No, that like we are friendly and close and or, or also like, or like, I might um, murder you. Or like last episode with Leaky Eye Luca being yeah. like, let me oh. tell you the rules of friendship while yeah. I'm intimidating you. Like oh, that's totally. super Goodfellas. Yes. Joe Pesci would fit right in, except he's not hot. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Joe Pesci. Fans. He could play Leaky Eye Luca. I'd, 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 I'd allow him to be. Oh, Leaky Eye Luca. Leaky Eye Luca. That's an ugly man in Joe. He's not ugly. He is ugly. I don't think he's ugly. We'll fight about it. I think it's. I think it's debatable. I think his hair is ugly. And that's oh, I agree. I mean, if we if ugly hair is enough to make someone work, uh, <laughs> no, but his ugly, hair is especially like, ugly. It's a weird girl mullet, and it feels out of place on him. It's yeah. a it's a bad look. Yeah. I mean, plenty of people in JoJo's have bad hair, but it works. So. So Bruno's like, okay, <laughs> I like you. We're going to fight now. <laughs> and then uh, they do. pull back at one point and there's like three random bystanders cowering in a corner. And so every time and this, Bruno like, goes, oh, are you jealous? Did you want to hit him? I'm I like, kind of, yeah. Taking off a layer? It's like, like let's, excuse let's me. Let's line up and slap this 15 year old. Like, Stop <laughs> reminding me that he's 15. <laughs> But yeah, so like every time Bruno unzips somebody and there's like a, a random bystander, I'm like, what does that look like? Like, Probably do they see like the zipper? Do they see someone hole? just get torn open? With and a void? It, yeah, like the, the, the classic JoJo void. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I have questions about this battle also because Jorno can see stands, but he doesn't seem to see what 
Bruno is doing until a certain point. Yeah, he like I would just, I presume. No, but Bruno. So Bruno does say he says you probably don't know what's going on right now. But then, but then Jorno immediately is like, "Oh, there's zippers on me." Well, yeah, but before when With he the, just puts stuff in his mouth and the and like, I hand. oh, I think that's just him being stealthy, like sleight of hand. Yeah, just like Jorno can you know plant a beetle on someone or something. Right. All right. Yeah. I mean, it has to be because otherwise, it's because I agree. Otherwise, he would see the zipper whenever Bruno yeah. was doing whatever he was doing. So we get some really good posing. Giorno posing with his hand right up next to Gold Experience's codpiece. Is that what we're <laughs> yeah, going to call codpiece, that? Sure. Yeah. They're close. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like again, like this this weird superpower things that Giorno suddenly has. Those another power that Giorno will never use again. Once he's done fighting Bruno, Giorno will never punch someone senseless again. Like yeah. like so he, he might punch them enough times that they become senseless, but it's never going to be a thing where it's like, oh, you hit him, and suddenly and your spirit he's is like charged, yeah. but not really. It's like your your soul is supercharged, but you, your body is moving at a normal pace. So basically, like you think that you have like extra life, but your body is still normal. I feel like there's a few themes in part five, and one of them is like obviously like parts of self and knowing yourself, whereas you know like Jorno obviously has like parts yeah. of himself that like get activated and now suddenly he's blonde and has superpowers. But one of the other ones is like, is that relatable, right? That's what happened when I hate puberty. But yeah, it's that thing of like orienting yourself. So like knowing what's happening in time and space and mm-hmm. like knowing where you are in time and space and like, is, is trying to is. find something to ground yourself so that you yeah. can measure what's happening. Basically grounding exercises, yeah. Um, yeah. but like supernatural grounding exercises. This is, yeah. I think maybe the most trauma informed part of Jojo's. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> if, For if better and worse. Yeah. If yeah. you're willing to like have some metaphors very sloppily yeah. thrown around. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's at least trying to explore the psyche and, and how like the mind and the unconscious work together. Yeah. And so I do think that this weird thing where it's like he can hit you and like you kind of, you think you're moving, but you're not. And like, so it's sort of like deja vu where it's like you do something, but then your body hasn't done the thing. Yeah. Like there's a lot of that, like knowing, but not knowing like that kind of stuff is yeah. very, that's a, that's a weird also, trauma response. The, it's like the time moving at different paces. Yeah. So like for Bruno's spirit or soul or whatever, time is moving way faster than it's moving for his body. Yeah. So it looks really slow yeah. when things are, which is again, like that's definitely a, like a, an adrenaline response yeah. to stress. So, well, and that's even like the mechanism that explains the power is that Jorno is adding life into you. So he's kind of like hypercharging. Yeah. Your, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's the thing, but it doesn't continue. So like, it's here for this fight, and then I'm pretty sure it never comes uh, yeah, back. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't think he does it again. again. Because honestly, being able to literally create life was enough. Yeah. That's enough of a superpower for anyone. Yep. Bruno, like, runs off, and Giorno runs after him, because he's like, oh, shit, I'm fucked if this guy, like, you know, gets, gets away. Back to yeah, the... gets back to his... He'll, he'll tell his friends, and then they'll come after me, and, like, he's going to just be after me 24-7, and that sounds yeah. exhausting. So, so he follows Bruno, and Bruno kind of, like... You think he's going to blend into a crowd like he sort of like like backs into and does four. he ever he said he hides in a person guy, he hides in a person he's, like Jack he, the Ripper yep. but you better you don't see it but he unzips someone and goes inside of them. that Jack the Ripper reference so before Giorno jumped off the train he grabbed Bruno's bicuspid and we <laughs> didn't see it because he has it on him and he turns it into a fly and then the fly does the thing that we were talking about earlier where it just it makes its way back to Bruno. The, it's full. It's owner. Self. Yeah. It's it it 
re it does base it does what Josephine. It does a Joseph Yeah, thing. so it's like it it goes back to the thing it was taken. I mean, from. it can probably go through electrical wires for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, and then the guy, the thirteen year old old man that. <laughs> That Bruno's hiding in tries to kill the fly, and so how is this guy thirteen? And so the force of him hitting the fly makes him hurt himself. Because but also, but also, it's like him hitting Bruno in the jaw because it's the tooth as well. Sure. So Bruno comes out and is and and his like mouth is bleeding basically. Yeah, but like, oh. but then he's like, but he hasn't felt it yet because his spirit is still in a different place. And Giorno hits him real good in the arm. It hits him, and he thinks he's got him. But then Bruno's able to counter. Because he zipped the 13-year-old's arm in he place of his it. arm. Yeah, so he swapped arms. So he's like, well, this isn't my arm. So you didn't hit me. You hit this, this other this, person. This child. Sure. So I was able to, whatever. The point is it's cool because Bruno undoes half of his jacket in an yes. extremely horny this way. This is the point. And to show. It's so fucking porny. It is. And in the, in the manga, it's very obvious that the lacy thing underneath his moves, boob window yeah. moves. Yeah. So that is how we know that it's lingerie. Yeah. So David Productions like made the the executive decision that we do not agree with. I I get that it's it is a fine decision because imagining Bruno getting that tattoo is in fact is great. Great. But the point <laughs> is is that for years now we've all decided correctly that the it's lacy like, it's like filigree yeah that it's it's a very fine i assume like hand knotted french lace uh that he's he's got underneath his boob window right that that's the top of his camisole yeah or duh. bustier or whatever and instead they decided that it's a tattoo and it's a cool tattoo but that's not to me a sexy also, I don't think it's accurate. Um, yeah, it's also true. Can we just talk about um, sticky fingers and what it looks like and Bruno's outfit and just the zippers all over the place? I mean, it's it's very on theme. Yeah, it is. It's zippers all over the place. And it's from... Yeah, mm. so Sticky Fingers is a Rolling Stones album and it is it was famously initially yeah, released... Yeah, the first... With a um with an actual zipper on, on Mick the Jagger's front. fly. On Mick, yeah, yeah, the idea was you're opening Mick Jagger's fly to, you know, cuz people the, wanted to do that in the 70s. Did a dick yeah. come out? No. No. What a disappointment. I know. Yeah. But what a yeah, missed opportunity. it was like a weird novelty thing. It was a big deal. You, I'm sure you can probably still sure. buy the covers on eBay for some stupid amount of money cuz boomers overvalue things. And um, if uh if any any zipper that you pull on Bruno's outfit reveals his dick. That's true. <laughs> well, canonical. It probably should be plural. I assume he's got more than one at this point. Because why wouldn't you? If you could just that's zip true. If you could just zip as many you? dicks yeah. as you he's, want. He's a, he's a dick thief. Yeah. Well, also that's how like, he joined the also, mafia. Also, like, keep first. all your sex toys on you yeah, all the time. That's way better. Yeah. You get to choose all the di- which one do you want? And it's yeah. Like, Pick, you know? Yeah, that's no, that's this like that's the, exactly he's living the is. dream. Yeah. Bruno is living the dream. He has infinite dicks. Yes. <laughs> In all all varieties. Every, every zipper on his actually probably that's what all the little black dots are. That's what he keeps in the void. Yeah. Sex toys. That is what all the little black dots are. They're little tiny mini zippers and mini zipper little <laughs> dick, dick comes out. out. Yep. Yep, we solved that. We explained. Check. Glad you check. asked us to explain his outfit, Darius. <laughs> oh, you're are you? Are, do you have any regrets? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, so his stand also very zipper themed. His stand has a giant zipper right that dangles from like below the navel over the crotch. It's mm. a little on the nose. Is it? 
I think so. Something in but this. But it's, it's on the dick. Yeah, it's, on it's, dick, it's But I mean, why I, not? I like sticky fingers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a good. I actually good. like all the Vento Oreo stand designs. Yeah. Bruno's got this really amazing bob. And oh, yeah. it's hair. so nice. They did a good job with it in the anime. I think so. But also like it tighter. It, in the manga, it was pretty clearly like a braid going down the top. And yes. they've abstracted that, which I don't blame them. I would not want to draw a right, braid it, a right. million times. But it's like... It's little bobs, little, like little circles. It little just buns, it looks little... like it's it's like it doesn't look like a hairstyle anymore, and it's something else. But that's that's supposed to maybe they're like little yarmulkes, just little. <laughs> it is the hairstyle that suggests a braid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like that's it's like bracket. Yes. Yeah, but like that's I think what it's still yeah. supposed to be. And then he's got the little barrettes. I would buy that his hair has its own stand. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Bruno's how you, hair is fantastic. It's so sleek and shiny, and it has no flyaways. It's a stand. It's beautiful. Bruno I is. Love him. I love that he doesn't wear makeup. Oh yeah. yeah unlike some of the others. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unlike his his boyfriend, his wife slash husband. Yeah. He also being the wife. I just think of them as the gang moms. They, they just are. are. They, they are. are. Like it bothers me when people say that one of them is the gang mom and one is the dad. I'm like, no, no they're both, they're both, both the, moms. the mom. Well, <laughs> honestly, I think it's probably more accurate to say they're the house mothers. Yes, um, that's completely <laughs> accurate. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We have a group chat and we change it every season. And so this season, the image for our group chat is an extremely horny and in my head, canonical picture of Bruno splayed out like half undressed on a bed covered in purple lipstick from his his, his housewife. Yeah. Who we have not yet met. Who hasn't shown up yet, but who, who wears purple lipstick. So Bruno doesn't else? even like paint his nails. It's so, it's so like, he's just, he's, he's like a footch. Yeah. It's a great. fancy flitch. I love yeah. him. So they finish the fight. Oh, right. And uh, then Jorno finishes it by ripping off his own arm. Uh, to get and a little more to extension. Just, to, to just extend his. It's yeah. basically uh, Zappelli's zoom punch. Yeah. Uh, but, like, he zoom punches of, Bruno. Instead of instead of dislocating his shoulder, he just rips off his arm yeah. and uses it yeah. to like as a sword. He's fine with it. And then he determines that Bruno noticed that the kid's arm that he was using had track marks on it and that he apparently made a sad expression at that because who likes a 13-year-old using heroin? Nobody. And so Jorna was like, well, you're a saint and and now we're friends, essentially. Like, <laughs> and you're going and you work to, for me now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you fit in my moral. So now you're in the you're in the gang. And Bruno's like, uh. What? And Jorna's like, no, but that's what's happening now and you're going along with it. And Bruno's like, Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Bruno goes on several face journeys in this episode. <laughs> it's um, true. And Jorno says he's he's going to be a gang star, which is just like Jorno, <laughs> the only thing that's flagging you as 15 is that you keep saying that. <laughs> he's yeah. a gang star. He just like probably has that one pros record on repeat. Yeah. By like, the yes. By the way, Gang Star, a uh, classic hip hop yes. group from the early 90s, uh so yet another music reference here. Yes. So. But still embarrassing for a white Italian boy to be saying it. Yeah. Well, half um, Japanese, half, half Japanese, Japanese. But, still you know, embarrassing. Still embarrassing. Yeah. And then every time they close their eyes, they wake up feeling so horny. Yep. We get the ED. The ED. It's um, okay. It's it's a fantastic song choice. It is I a think great song choice. My expectations but, were raised way too high. Yes. From the song choice, they don't yes. do a lot with the closing no, credits. They for sure do not. And nope. after Diamond is Unbreakable's, like, yeah. they just, I mean, the thing is with Diamond is Unbreakable, they just like blew their load all over the place and yeah. just, <laughs> but yeah, it's still like, in the refractory period. It's just, it's Sadly, like, it's 39 of, weeks later. Instead of like, <laughs> instead of doing way too much, they just do not do 
very yeah. much at all. And again, I'm like, I just really, I want to know what the production process yes. was like that necessitated this. Because I'm sure, like, they didn't want to have it be like this. Yeah. Like, I'm sh- I'm absolutely sure that they weren't like, well, let's just dial it way the hell back for fun. Like, they yeah. they're, they like being extra and putting lots of, like, cool bonus stuff in there. So, I don't... There's also way more CG in this season. There is, yeah. But as I learned from Shirobako, that shouldn't necessarily... Take from that, take yeah. from the other things. But it's also expensive. Like, yeah. that's the thing is, I don't know what their budget is like season to season. Yeah. Um, also, the use of Freakin' You, it is put to good use a, a few times. Like, cause yeah. the, uh, because the first line is, every day, every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling so horny. Right? Yes. Yeah. I think that they consciously time some stuff. Yeah, a couple of it. them really are just like, like. Two guys staring into each other's eyes and, and then, then instantly. Sex slow jam. Yeah. 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 I mean, so Freaking You by Jodeci is a classic R&B jam uh, from the 90s. So I remember when it got it got leaked like 12 hours before this aired, what the, the closing credits were going to be. Because people were like, that was one of the most fun things for people to argue about. Yeah. I'm so still long. fucking pissed that Smooth Criminal wasn't the ending. I'm it would have been so, so grateful because that cover is terrible. Fans really wanted Gangster's Paradise. Which is stupid. It is stupid. I, but... I know it has the word gangster in it. <laughs> yeah. But guys, come on. Um, so, no, I actually think Freaking You is like the perfect ending credits it's, it's, for it's a, good choice. a show yeah. about a bunch of teen boys like wanting to bang each other. It's great. And, fighting, and a bunch of fighting villains. a bunch yeah. of adults who are banging each other. Yeah. So like it like it totally thematically was like awesome. But it's also one of those things where I'm like, they didn't do anything with it. So now I'm disappointed. So yeah, so that's that's the second episode. And so they're now Jorno's gonna join the mafia so he can infiltrate the mafia and take it down and take it over. Yep. Yep. Ba-ba-ba. And that's and that's it. That's the thesis of this arc. So I hope you're in for the ride. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Aura, Aura, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We'd love to hear from our listeners, so please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us the kind of review that Jorna would leave for literally anyone who doesn't sell drugs to children. 